and raw. This is the... Was that Zim or Jim? Go. Piping hot and delicious. The modern eater. Food, 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 food. Oh, and now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, we can do this. Welcome to the Modern Eater Show. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. There's an audience here tonight. Sounds good back there. Is anybody here? Yes. Man, it's going to be a good show. You're going to want to stick around from this. Live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Periscope, live on Twitter, live on the air everywhere, basically, is what we're going to tell you. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Greg Hollenbach with Brian Freeman. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Why not? Jay Parker, Little Rich Snyder, Dave Avery, uh, Kenyon George, all's well in the world. Everybody's here. All in their places and with uh, sunshiny faces. Santiago's is here. I love it. Santiago's tonight. That's going to be a good one. Talk about, I mean, we're hyper local. We love this community. We love everything about it. And then we get the opportunity to talk to a restaurant like this. It's a pillar of our community. Oh, I used to stop there every morning on my way into the office for a breakfast burrito. I'm curious how many breakfast burritos they sell, but you and me both. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is going to be a fun night. One of my favorite foods. Not many people know deep inside. I am true Mexican inside. And I, this is the one thing I'll eat forever. (laughs) <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad to hear that. To uh, you're truly a Mexican at heart, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Um, you, you remember the season, Chef? I do remember He's the season. He's here with chef. us tonight, Chef Dan Witherspoon, and uh, this gentleman is a, truly a class act. He's going to be with us here on a return visit. Mix, match, make, take. That's the cookbook. There's a blowout um, giveaway. I don't know many details, but we'll know Ooh. more about it in the next I Tell me more. Hey, we need beer, right? Yes, we do. Station 26 is going to join us. Dion Roberts, she's not here yet, but she's bringing growlers of delicious Station 26 beer. In uh, probably just a few minutes, she'll be walking through the doors. I love that. And Mark Whistler, you remember Mark last week on the show? Who is that guy, Mark Whistler? Uh, he's the hardest working <laughs> man in the business and a restaurant owner that I admire because he he doesn't have a filter, Brian. I'll just. Oh, yes, you've got that straight. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a filter, but we love him for it. And he talks about the real things that are going on. But last week he didn't have enough uh, time to finish up. So we'll continue the conversation about some of the things that we're going to see on the forefront of the horizon in the restaurant business, whether it be um, bringing up minimum wage for tipped employees. That'll turn everything on its ear. Ooh. I don't even know how they'll figure that out. What do you mean, Jay? You're a tipped employee. You don't yeah. want more money? Well, I, I need more personality to get more money. That's how the tipped That's how the tipped employee gets paid. But I don't necessarily agree with raising the minimum wage of tipped employees because then the business owner just puts it back into cost on the food and everything else. When, let's be honest, if you're a bartender somewhere, you're making good money. If you're a tipped employee, you're making good money. And if you're not, then you're doing something wrong. How about knowing your schedule for the next two weeks, no matter what? Yeah, and, that was a big deal. And if you aren't on the schedule and they ask you to work, Jay, you'll get paid time and a half. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, that's uh, – I mean, I can get on board with that, uh, I guess, you know, because you're – you know, I, I don't know. I hadn't heard that. So let me let me, uh, let me chew on you. that. Yeah, yeah you weren't at the it. show last week, Jay? Where yeah. were you, babe? No, I wasn't here. <laughs> In a business of, sl- of, of small margins, very difficult. I mean, we always talk about it. 7 to 8% profit off the bottom line. If you're doing great as a restaurant – um, anything that's a variance of throwing you a curveball, it's, it's a tough thing to navigate as a restaurateur. Literally, it'll make and break a lot of restaurants to put them, um, you know, right in the red, out of business. 
and that's the way that. Well, it, it, it's. I think that it's a big discussion around that, Greg. I think there's a big discussion. Well, we'll around do about five yeah. minutes of it with Mark. <laughs> How about we do that big discussion? I want to do this. Let's break early because I want to get to Santiago's right away. We have the uh, matriarch of the family, here Carmen, with us, uh, tonight. Yeah, why not? Let's take a break. Come back. We'll talk to Carmen. Uh, she started it all. I wonder if I she. Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, that's a big thing to. That's a big burden to carry, right? It really is. I mean, it, I running just this little teeny kitchen right here. Well, and think they have. What, 30 locations? I don't know. We'll figure it Uh, out next when we come back on the Modern Eater Show. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Let's hear it. Come on. Yeah. All right. We got a lively audience. I don't know. I think we need some Station 26 beer, but we're having some fun. We'll be back in a flash. Uh, Tune into Facebook. You're going to get full value. They're starting right now. I think, what are you making? Some sopapillas? What are you making? Yeah. Tacos, guacamole, green chili on everything. That's what I say. All right, we'll come back. We'll do it right here. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. It is hot in here. It's almost as hot as the green chili from Santiago's, but not quite that hot. Sorry, sorry, Jake. Hey, in our first segment, I've got Chef Dan. Welcome hey, back, guys. Dan. Thank you. Dan, I tell you, Dan is a guy that comes in. He commands the kitchen. I love that about this guy. And now tell us a little bit about what you're doing this evening, a little teaser. We're doing two recipes from our cookbook, Rich. We're doing uh, a grill, uh, excuse me, a pan-seared flat iron steak uh, that we're going to set up for make which is with uh, Brussels sprouts and bacon and roasted fingerling potatoes and chimichurri sauce. And then we're also going to show you how you can pack it for the next day with a balsamic vinaigrette, some fresh vegetables, and some nice, uh, fresh baby green vegetables and leaves and things like that. All that good stuff. Wow, Chef, you got to save me some of that. A lot of times I get so busy running around I don't eat. i got to try some of that. We're going to hide a plate for you. Don't oh, th- worry. Thank you. Thank we're you. also doing a little smoked salmon, too, for a salad. That's going to be incredible. Now tell us, how can people get in touch with you after all this excitement is done. The Season Chef website, theseasonchef.com is our website, and it's all there. You can find everything you need. Sounds great. Hey, we'll be right back. Perfect. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers in Denver. Fall's finally here, and for me, that means it's time to cozy up to a Brews Beer and get into some rich fall flavors. Belgian-style doubles, pumpkin spice brown ale, rich dark quadruples, and tasty triples are perfect for cooler weather. We make nothing but badass Belgian-style beers. Check out our social media reviews, then come in and see what everyone's talking about. We're at 67th and Pecos in North Denver, about 10 minutes north of downtown. With the holidays coming up, we'll soon be releasing some very special beers, including our famous Belgian-style champagne beer. Planning a holiday party or family get-together? Bruce Beers has everything you need to make it a great event. Bruce Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at BruceBeers.com. We're dog-friendly with food trucks every day. So come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. Hey, Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic 
with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from the Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite. One minute. Spice is the variety of life. So we have a passion for... 30 seconds. 30 seconds. All over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients. Or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever... 15 seconds. With, with over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado. Oh, we're coming back. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the modern eater show. Makes you hot. Video. That's right, Brother Luck. He's doing good stuff down in Colorado Springs. Welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Myself, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Santiago's in the house. I'm so excited, man. I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite foods right here, and Santiago's has been one of my mainstays. Every day I drive right into town, I can come in on 6th Avenue, right at 6th in Santa Fe. Well, it's actually Kalmuth and in between Kalmuth and Santa Fe. That's my haunt. And then sometimes I jump in a truck and go do deliveries, and then I'm up in Longmont. <laughs> and guess what? Right on Main Street. If I forgot to get my burrito as I'm coming into town. I, I love you guys. So thank you for what you've done, Carmen. Thank you. Carmen, Suzette, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Good to have you guys. Um, boy, you hear that a lot probably, though, right, Carmen? About... About people frequent your place, and it's their haunt, and that they go visit you often, and you're everywhere they are. And oh yeah, I think that um, a lot of them say that uh, they're addicted to Santiago's. And uh, one year we had a contest, and so we asked our customers join the contest, and whoever wins will give you five hundred bucks. So we said, finish the sentence. You know you're addicted to Santiago's when. And so one of our customers wrote, you know you're addicted to Santiago's when you take out Santiago's more than your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is That great. is a winner. And right he was there. a winner, yes. <laughs> My like friends that. and I used to go to the restaurant during lunch hour and we would sometimes come back late and my mom would write us a pass from Santiago's and be like um they're late because we were really busy and you could have a free breakfast burrito we never got a tardy I, I will not it. say which high school I went to and this is just like five <laughs> years no, no. ago right oh no longer <laughs> but that's the advantage of being in our communities we're very very active in our communities well I see it you've donated over a million dollars in 15 years that's incredible, Carmen. I mean, what what you do for the community, what you do for people's bellies. Wow. <laughs> it all connects closely with our faith, and I think that we continue to give out charitably. Um, and we like to help kids from Colorado and charitable organizations in Colorado because there is not as much attention to them. And, we, and a lot of these national places get a lot more money. So we always like to try to give back locally within our own community. And we always tell the franchise owners, you know, get involved. Get involved in your community because that's – you support us. So we have to come back and support you guys. And you thought you were going to be nervous. You were doing great. <laughs> it's so funny because um, the, when Suzette came in, she saw our patron saint. Would you grab Sam Pasquale, please? <laughs> This is the first person that's ever walked into the kitchen that didn't go, what in the world am I looking at there? You knew right away. <laughs> yes. And uh, please introduce Sam Pasquale. Sam Pasquale is the patron saint of the kitchens. And um, 
being Catholic, we I've learned a lot about saints, and my kids going to Catholic school taught me a lot about saints. So um, that's that's where I've learned a lot. Um, but they, this is traditional to have one in your kitchen. So, so speaking of that, nice. that's kind of Santiago's, the name, right? Santiago's. <laughs> what a good tie-in that is. We named it after Saint Saint James, which translates into Santiago's. And when I opened up the business, I said, "Well, you know what? I'm not that vain. I don't need to name it." Carmelitas or something, you know. So um, I figured I'm going to need all the help I could get. So I'm naming it after a saint. That is <laughs> so awesome. Santiago's. And not a bad idea at all. But San Pasquale, you, you guys need one of these. Yes, for we do. I like the, the creator who made this today that brought it in. I got his card, so I, I'll probably be having one soon, too. Uh, <laughs> Elon's mother. It's. I think it's, it's so it, – this is all about a family place. Yes. And that's what you're – you're taking, you're marking that box right off at Santiago's. And I th- we like to try to say that we have a family atmosphere in our restaurant. We do not sell alcohol in our restaurant, but it is because my mom was a drug and alcohol um, prevention counselor for teens and youth. So it was like almost like we shouldn't do that. You know, we've been teaching them their whole lives not to do that. And then we want you to bring your kids in, have that family atmosphere, go ahead and go home and, you know, be nice and mellow yeah <laughs> nice <and> mellow. <laughs> that's the thing you know i i said you know we're not going to teach kids how to drink yeah we're not going to be part of that and uh working for the state of colorado alcohol and drug abuse division and working with minority kids i think it was really really important that we didn't need to make money off of liquor we we're going to make it off our food which is very interesting because as you know <laughs> liquor a lot of time floats restaurants. Yes. Yeah, that's where they make all their money. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times. But you make it at breakfast, and no one needs, yes. you know, anything with breakfast, right? I always right. say that the food's so good, you don't need alcohol to have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but the chili's so hot, sometimes some people wish they had something <laughs> to cool it off. <laughs> I, I mean, I do like a margarita, I will admit, but um, I can totally get on board with that. I love the mission statement with that. And as we go forward, we talk, I love business, guys. Carmen, this is something. Something entrepreneurship. So for you, what is it, 30 years ago? 30? 28 years. 28 years ago. I mean, you look now and it's like, okay, we're good to go. I mean, seemingly everything's great. I have a great family. Um, how many restaurants? 28. I know one every year. Isn't that cool? But it started at the beginning. What were the troubles in the beginning to get started? Uh, probably. You remember them? I mean. Nothing. No, no. really. I never look at things as failures or troubles or problems because I am a solver. You know, I, I just figure, hey, that door's closed, go open the other door. You know, you always have to figure out a way to make it work. Sure. And that's what we do. Uh-huh. What you, was you the inspiration? Grow, you grow up in a family of 10. I tell you, you learn how to defend yourself. You <laughs> learn how to do everything. So, you know, what the heck is something, a little issue on, yeah. a, on a kitchen or a restaurant. But I think uh, probably it was... I continued to work because I didn't know if the business was going to take off. So I continued my job, and then after I get off of my job, I go to the restaurant and work. Wow. Yeah. First location? Brighton. Where Brighton? Really? When and that's you... where you're from? Born and raised in Brighton. Wow. Really? Wow. Okay. Yes. I'm a Denver guy. I grew up in Cherry Creek. It wasn't Cherry Creek when I grew up. <laughs> there was no mall. It was all World War II pop-up houses. You know, Denver's changed a lot. Yes. Went to um, Catholic school. 
went to Good Shepherd, St. John's on 6th Avenue when that was there. And uh, really, these communities, I love them so much. I mean, I truly care so much for what we do here. And, and it seems like, you know, we've just met tonight. But we know each other. Yes. And, and that's truly the way that we operate here in Colorado. With that said, doing business with others that are Coloradans, does that resonate with you? Is that something oh, that yes. you like to do? We do, um, oh, we do over like 12 million eggs a year for the uh, breakfast burritos. We crack our own eggs and everything. That's a lot but, of eggs. But we do uh, work with um, Farm Fresh out of Platteville, Colorado. Nice. Yep. They produce and bring us all the eggs and they're um, some of the freshest in Colorado and they're cage free <laughs> so but yeah, yeah. The, the um the our egg company is really great and they actually um sponsored a little contest for breakfast burrito day we had our customers guess how many eggs we would use that day um, um, and yeah, we got a winner. He won a, a year's worth of eggs. <laughs> Go oh, figure. Really? So yeah, we did it on Facebook. It was pretty fun. 612. Was, we did Not closer even. to 200 and I want to say 33,000. I went high just yeah. cause I thought you. <laughs> no, yeah. She said 233,000. You said, thousand. yeah, Greg, you said 612. <laughs> You know, six hundred and twelve <laughs> times. You know, what, yeah. what do we say? You did tell me you weren't good with numbers. You I know, do remember that. <laughs> times thirty thousand. Uh. Right. That's how many eggs we used that, that day. That's a gross amount. That's a lot. Or maybe it was two eighteen. Crack them, and I mean, you know. I think it was like 218,000. I might have exaggerated. I think it was 218 because yeah. I know the winner is going to be like, hey, it was closer to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and we we did over a hundred and nine thousand breakfast burritos that day. And since we decided to do um, 3% back to our charity, we raised over $7,900 that day for our 2020 charity, which is um, a precious child. Wow. So, yeah. Well, speak a little bit about a precious child since you're on that. Do you know? Um, Yeah. A precious child does a lot of stuff for kids that are at risk and that need stuff like sporting goods and clothing and different things like that. They're based out of, I want to say, Broomfield. I'm looking for my sister to give me the nod. <laughs> but yes, yes it is. It is Broomfield. But yes, they, they, she's an incredible woman. When she found out that we were going to be um, giving to their charity, she was over the moon. But we're really excited because we like to, like I said, uh, Colorado Charities. And we like to give back to um, the charities that like to keep their costs at less than 10%. So that 90 cents of the dollar goes directly back to the charity. So that's like a big deal for us. And we like to help at-risk children. So... You know, it's I was one. Kids, huh? <laughs> I think most of us were. Yep. And, and, risk, right? and, I mean, that, and now you're an at-risk adult. That's all right. <laughs> Carmen, she just nailed that one. Um, but the, Carmen, there, there, is, there is a turning point in everybody's life yes. where it just takes one or two people to just reach out right. to you and, and move you along that way. Do you, I mean, I, I'd love for you to speak more about that because I'm sure you've done a lot of that in your life. Uh, yeah, I used to, um, I was a director of a community center and I worked with kids and and uh, a lot of motivation and, hey, get your education and doing make-believe auctions. And we'd have fake money and they'd have to buy all these items that I had on the wall and a Lamborghini, a yacht or whatever. And all of those things would go first. And education was the last thing. And I said, look at you guys. If you would get an education, you could have that Lamborghini. You could have that yacht. You could have this. And you know what? No bank will come back and repossess it. That's for dang sure. That yeah. that education is yours forever. Yeah, and so a lot of that, I worked with youth, and I would, oh, just, 
I love kids. And I was a dance instructor, so I taught ballet folklorico for 20 years, too, volunteering and just a lot of things in the community. And so when I opened up the restaurant, well, a lot of people already knew me. So I think that was really good that we were able to open in, our, in my community. Well, and you were right in Brighton. You're right in the center of, like, Colorado Ag up there. You know, I mean, there's a lot of old families from Colorado, and that's where, you know, in the front range, that's the biggest sort of farming area as we go north. I, I want to come back, though, because it looks like you bring in your partners as well. And I love it. I'm on your website, and I'm looking that you, one of your partners even matched you yes. $100,000. Yes, Lions yes. did. And they, they, um, they're an investment company, and they did that with Realities for Children last year. And that was an incredible um, feat for us. That was probably the most we've ever raised. And um, keeps our bar being raised, but it's a good thing. You know, we, as much as we can give back, that's the plan, right? Congratulations. I mean, that is huge. I mean, I don't think many, well, one, many companies don't have the ability to do it. But then you are, are forcing yourselves, it looks like. I mean, you are diligent in every year since 2003, and you put it right on your website. I love that. We try to align our, our um, like the people that we work with to help out in the community as well. So um, Cisco is our food um, provider, and they also give back to our charities as well. And so it's kind of like something that we're asking anybody who does business with us to please try to give back as well, because I think it's a huge part of Colorado and that's the way we could continue to grow and that's how we can continue to keep our kids out of trouble and in you know on the right path so yeah. congratulations well, you know I if so going let's go to family right I love family I just don't like working with them. <laughs> <laughs> well that's how come each of us have our own restaurants don't think and we didn't think about that no no really. <laughs> I, so I mean how first of all um you must be beaming to see the folks that are around you that are your family right i think uh people always ask me what is your greatest accomplishment or your biggest accomplishment i said is that i work with my three daughters i, th I think that's amazing because like you said it's hard to work with families and and that's i think that was probably the greatest accomplishment what do you do stay in your lane here's your this is what you do no i told them you know what when we start we'll run it like a democracy i said and then when we don't agree, mom rules. That's, that is true. I like that. That is I like so that. True. Mom rules. <laughs> yes. Same rules a, apply. That's a very easy one. I'm the final vote. Yep. You know, we can do it fair. But, but it's been it's been a great it's been great. I I grew up in this business, so it's been a great opportunity for all of us. Um, my mom never handed anything out. We all worked very hard for everything, and she never Dang was it, like mom. she was never like you know oh you're gonna get a restaurant. It was like you, you stay in school, you do what you need to do, and you know. Um, Is that what you wanted though? I mean, a lot of times we look at, at farming. Farming is mm -hmm. a great example of where you see, you know, kids grow up on the farm and it's a family business. And then uh, here it comes to where it's like, oh, you're faced with education and a job. Do you want to be a farmer? Well, no, I don't. Well, I think that the opportunity that my mom has given us is a little bit bigger than just the restaurant. And I think that's what I've been able to see watching her establish it and grow so much that it's not just about the restaurant. It's about community outreach, helping other people, um, even giving jobs to people. You realize that it's not just them and their security. It's their family and their kids. And, you know, so you're more self-conscious about the decisions you're making, not just the food that we're sending out. Is this a little piece of you talking yeah. right here? Well, <laughs> You've be been proud. Yeah. she's been around me all her life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what we did, too, is that what I did is that some of the workers that I had that had helped me start at Santiago's in Brighton, I turned around and I helped them open up at Santiago's. 
Which and is so Antonio. Antonio. Antonio is one of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so a lot of the workers that are the owners now of their own Santiago's, it was just, you know, you become a family. And we always call it the Santiago's family for that reason. Do you mind if we take a break and we'll come back in and we'll talk about what it takes to cultivate and to grow? Um, because growth is really, I mean, it's an interesting thing. And I think that you, I mean, are you stopping here at 28? Don't answer now. Uh, are there more on the horizons? What's next? I mean, what do you do at this point in time to where seemingly let's just keep it the way it is. Don't move our cheddar, right? (laughs) I like it. All right. These gals are great. Carmen and Suzette, it's uh, all in the family tonight. And it is the Modern Eater Show. This is a great, great uh, opportunity to catch up with these local family folks. Um, Brian and myself, Greg Hollenbeck, we'll take a break. We'll come back from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is the Modern Eater Show off to Little Rich's Corner on iHeartRadio. Uh, we're back in the bad corner, especially after seeing those two women. How do you not love Santiago's? Oh, that's no, amazing. Amazing burritos every time. Oh, man, these guys are awesome. So I've got my friend, our friend, Chris Moore from Spring Hill Suites, MSU, Pepsi Center, downtown Denver. That d- degree restaurant, what's, right? What's happening now? You're coming next week. I'm coming next week, and we're doing uh, we're doing a great uh, fall-themed menu with everything from, like, butternut squash risotto or even red curry squash risotto to uh, to roast chicken with apples, lionese potatoes, maybe even some pumpkin bread pudding or some blue cheese ice cream. Oh, are you going to do it? I'll probably do blue cheese ice cream just for you, Rich, because I know that was what's our favorite, right? That's what got us together was That's the it. blue cheese ice cream. It was. So who's coming down to help you? Uh it's myself and one of my one of my lead line cooks, my uh, my GM, and a part of my sales team will be here as well. Wow! So we got the best and the brightest. From absolutely, week. absolutely. Next week's show is going to be a good one. They're not going to want to miss that. It, it will. It will be a lot of fun. I'm going to come hungry. I don't think I'm going to eat after like Friday dinner. Please come hungry. Come just be hungry. Cheers. That'll be awesome. Hey, we're going to take a word. We got a few sponsors coming up. Who's coming up next? Colorado Mills. That's noblr.com. Individual savings may vary. Must meet eligibility requirements to bind a policy. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef, and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at the goods. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. I don't hear it. 
All right, back to the show in just a minute, you guys. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about bread. And more specifically, I want to talk to you about Aspen Baking Company. Aspen Baking Company is a local bakery that bakes with no preservatives, no artificial colors, no chemicals in any of their stuff. And as far as their stuff goes, Brian Freeman, you've got hoagies, you've got focaccias, you've got ciabattas, you've got baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, everything you want. And as a small business owner, if you want to cater, your employees from time to time and do something nice for them. They also do catering. AspenBaking.com is where you'll find all the information, your box lunches, and again, I want to bring this up. No preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals in any of their breads. I'm going to say the uh, website one more time, and then we're going to get back to the show. Are you ready? It's AspenBaking.com. Okay, I actually think we're back in with the, the liner plate, didn't it, Don? Yes. Okay, we're back in the show right now, and uh, Santiago's are our guests right now. Coming up, uh, Mark Whistler, The Goods Restaurant, Dan Witherspoon, the seasoned chef. And uh, people, it's interesting, Brian, as you look around the kitchen, it's a little distracting because people talk to you when you have your headset on like you can hear what they're saying, (laughs) right? Yes. Carmen. (laughs) We're back. Um, Before we broke off, I was asking the question of what's next, guys. Um, Here you are seemingly on the top of the mountain. You could be fine. Let's just protect our cheese. Do you want to do, let's just get reckless, right? Let's do something crazy. (laughs) Carmen, I'm I'm seeing that look in her eyes. She's not so crazy about that. What do you think? A hundred restaurants. You know, um, the thing about Santiago's is that before we open up a new one, we've got to make sure that the person that we have knows what they're doing. We just don't say, oh, yeah, you could have a franchise. You could have a franchise. No. It takes like a year of training because we want it to be all the same. Consistent. And right. I think when you cook fresh, there's a different element to that. We have our cooks are in at 3 in the morning every morning making fresh beans, fresh chili every single day. And that's a dedication that you're going to have to want to are do. Are you kidding me? If yeah. your cook doesn't show up. I would say I do, but my husband does, to be quite honest. (laughs) Then, um, you know, that's why I'm... That's reality. It is. It really is. And I'm grateful that I I think me and my sisters would say the same, that we're very grateful that our husbands are a part of this because it is... It is nice to kind of align it together because we can help each other. And yeah. there's there, and I can lay a big guilt trip if he doesn't do it. <laughs> a great, great segue, actually, because consistency. Yes. Right. Something that you really uh, understand and know is needed. But that consistency comes from the beginning of recipes, yes. right? I mean. Well, you know, when I opened up the restaurant, I kept saying, I had three workers, I think. <laughs> and I would say, you know what? We only have one chance. One chance. To make the customer happy. One chance. So, you know, we had to, to do everything correct and do it right. And so then I would uh, take the order. I charge the order. I wash my hands. And I make the order. And then I give the order. <laughs> but that's how we started. Was that because you were controlling and you wanted to make that sure the too. process? That too. What? I mean, I can understand that. Well, how in the heck do you think I got here if I didn't control everything? Well, <laughs> yes, I, but listen. Being five years old in the kitchen, I like to pretend I helped. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but I think with my, my grandmother, my grandma Rachel, my mom's mom, she um, she cooked all the time. And she fed ten kids with not very much um, money. And she was able to feed them well. <laughs> and um, this is one of actually her favorite things that she would make for them was a stuffed sopapilla. She'd make orbonuelos and she'd roll out the bonuelo, which is a sopapilla, and put it with her stuff. 
with beans and chili. And I think it was right in the camera shot, and I moved it. There yeah. it is. There oh, it is. yeah. But, it, it, but my grandma would peel her own chili and do all of that. Roast and I, it. Peel it the whole nine yards. And then the breakfast burrito came around because uh, the religion here again. During Lent, we had to go to church every morning before school. And you cannot eat anything if you're going to take communion. So she would make breakfast burritos for us, and then when we got out of church, we would eat them on the way to school. Oh, my God. This is, I just seriously had a flashback. I grew up on 6th and Jackson. My mom still lives in the house that I grew up on. Across the street were the Haney's. Barbara mm-hmm. Haney, diehard Catholic. Mm-hmm. She would do, uh, the, she'd count, do the beads, do the uh-huh. roses. And, and everything in their family revolved around food. A lot of times and really what you could eat and when. The entrepreneurship of when we were talking about kind of that you doing every single step from the beginning. An entrepreneurial spirit hits kind of a ceiling when you um, don't know when to relinquish control to other folks. Was there a point in time to where you said, yes, Suzette was ready? She's she's the anointed one. Or I mean, wh- I see the look on mom's face. <laughs> when was that point in time to you where you're like, okay, we're I think, ready? I think they were always ready. All they had to do is ask. Really, oh, I like yeah. that. Uh huh. They just had to ask. Hey, mom, she, can we open one? Sure. She put in a um, a great work ethic for all of us. Um, we. There was never a morning where we didn't have things to do. <laughs> there was always something to do at the house. So I think that's always been something um, that she's taught us. Um, but family, I think, is the n- most important thing to my mom. And I think keeping us all around has been a blessing. It really, really has. It's been godsend. So. In the next segment, we're going to do all food. Yay. The gents are going to come out, and they're going to show what they're cooking up right now. But, Karma, kind of talk about what you wanted to make sure was on the menu and why. Well, I think, you know, the breakfast. Because, you know, the potatoes, potatoes are amazing when you fry them up and they're fresh and stuff, you know, just hot off, hot off the grill. You know, and just the food that we made had to be from scratch. Because I'll tell you what, I grew up with, uh, there was ten of us, brothers and sisters, and my mother had five boys, no girls. And here we go again to the religion. And her saint, her patron saint was St. Jude. So she gets St. Jude down. She was pregnant. She wraps him up in a towel and puts him in one of her linen trunks and tells him, you're not going to come out until I have a girl. Well, guess what? <laughs> I was the miracle baby. And then after me, you know, she had another boy. So uh, I grew up in a house where full of men and it was just amazing because everybody learned how to cook to clean to wash clothes everything all the men everybody i want to be in that house i think we <laughs> I lack know. a lot of that i truly do think that society today lacks a lot of that t- just working together as a family unit and um, i think that's why too we like to have people coming like coming in to dine in at our restaurants and coming in and sitting down and and having a family dinner or even picking up food and taking it home and having a family dinner with your family it's a it's a big deal i mean you you could learn a lot about your kids and your kids could teach you a lot of stuff yeah. too so. what was cooked in your house carmen what was cooked yeah like a lot of italian food i'm sure like you guys <laughs> ate like maybe did you did you eat anything outside of no uh, my mother would get the uh, jalapeno chilies and we'd roast them on top of a gas stove, you know, with the burner. And then we'd peel them, and your fingers would burn like 
crazy. And then she would portion them out so my father would have green chili all winter. So that's what she would do. And, and the best beans, and she made the best homemade bread. I mean, she was an amazing cook. But I think that was out of necessity. When you have a family of 10, you can't be running to buy McDonald's or whoever. You know, you couldn't afford it. Oh. So everything was staple, you know. And so that just became amazing food, you know. And with 10 kids, I'm sure they ate everything, so she'd have to cook all the time. <laughs> I'm curious about what's what's your favorite chili that you make your green chili with? Because we've got, or pepper, I should say, is we've got Anaheim. You like the got, Mexico chilies, right? Yeah, we use the Anaheim and the jalapeno. Anaheim and jalapeno. No. Uh-huh. But we have to because we <clears throat> go through... Over a million pounds a of... A million uh, pounds of green chili. And there's uh, not a place here that could produce that much. I got to tie you into some Pueblo guys. They, <laughs> they, my, my farmers down in Pueblo think that they've got it. And they can, they can do it. And I keep pushing them every year. I've got a few farms down there. And I'm like, ah, oh, you don't know. And then I've got my Western Slope farmers that I compete, the two of them. Because in the Western Slope, you get a, a, a not a hot, super hot chili. In the Western Slope, because you get the cool nights... You get more of a flavorful chili. We're out of Pueblo. You get a hot chili. I can see that. I think, and, uh, peaches, good, right? I think there's a good question in there. Do you are, are you open to other ideas at this point? Are you open to other sourcing, or, or is it just this is the way we do it? We're going to keep it the same. Uh, how does that look for you? How do you look at new products? Well, the way I see it right now, it's worked for 28 years, so we ain't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and, ju- and just to give you an example, um, just last. Well, yesterday, Friday, our guy, the spice guy, a sponsor of us, he's like, I would love to talk to these guys. We do such a great job with spices. What does that look like as far as just sitting down and talking to somebody that may be a little more innovative? I think with us, we have, we're very loyal. Um, we, yeah. have, we have some loyalty issues. Like, we love to be loyal <laughs> to the people that are good to us. And when people have, like I said, like some of our business affiliates, like Cisco or, or you know, Castle Rock, they have been really good with us growing with us as well. So I think that's the key is companies that are able to grow with us are are the best idea. And then we never shut anybody down because that's not the way to do business. But we always, we're always open to hear things, but I think loyalty is key because if you could stay loyal to people, I I mean, ask our customers, look how loyal they've been to us. (laughs) Well, and I think that uh, there's certain things that we wouldn't even want to invite somebody in, you know, don't come here and say, hey, we have dehydrated beans. Just add water. We're going, eh, I don't <laughs> think so, you know. Yeah. Beans take all yeah. night to cook. And there's certain things that we will not change. Yeah. I would encourage, though, that it, to be open to other local businesses definitely. and families that would mean so much. Yes, but. definitely. Oh, yeah. And that's why we do work with Farm Fresh out of Platteville because he is local. And he is incredible. So we, you Amazing. know. We, He's we got his hands do. full with yes, you guys. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. right? Yes, he does. Okay, here's what I like to do. Uh, I, I think I'm okay with setting up the next segment, but I don't think I can do this justice with these gentlemen. I would love if you ladies would set the stage for what we're about to see in this next seg- segment and who these gentlemen are. So we have my brother-in-law, Eric, and um, my primo, Antonio, and then my husband, Tomas. He's here. I swear I have a husband somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he's here. Oh, he's in the spice cabinet over there. Um, And we all own restaurants, and um, 
they're making the stuffed sopapilla, which I think is one of my mom's favorite foods, um, and then smothered in our green chili. We we're going to try to do everything fresh from here, but we have to get here at 3 in the morning to start our beans and do everything like that. But, um, yeah, so we did... We're doing the stuff sopapilla. I think we're doing Indian tacos. Um, and these are a smaller version of our stuff sopapilla. It's a lot bigger at the restaurant. So <laughs> be ready to eat. And then um, we dice our own tomatoes, shred our own cheese, cut our own lettuce. We make guac fresh every single day. Um, so this is what you guys are getting. You guys got some chips and salsa and some oh, guac back it. there. So, Yeah. Food utopia right now. Thank you. I wanted to thank your mom personally. She took off off the microphone. Oh, she's coming back. She doesn't Garvey. know that the live okay. goes off. <laughs> she thinks it goes off when you give her the I know. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to thank you personally. It means so much to have someone like you come into the kitchen, give us your knowledge, because I think a lot of people need to learn about what this means as far as community, local, how you grow a business, but how you do it with your family involved. And I think that's a tricky proposition for a lot of folks. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you, guys. Oh, for of course, your time we're today. not done with you. We're bringing the chefs on. <laughs> yeah, so. we're bringing okay. the chefs on. Right, Suzette, you killed it. Thanks. Yes, such a great ladies. Job. Thank okay, you. Okay, we'll thank take you, a back. Uh, uh, take a break. Come back. It's in the kitchen. We'll do it in the kitchen next, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Come on over, Suzette. You're over here. We're not done with you yet. Come on over. Come on over. Hold about there. We're gonna go till we get about 105. Okay. All right. So I've been talking with Suzette. You grew up in the restaurants. Yes. You know about every position there. Yes. What's your absolute favorite thing to do at the restaurant? I like to hang out with my employees. I know it's not working, but I like to hang out with them. <laughs> nice. I have some really great employees that have had like longevity with us. Mm-hmm. So they've become more of our family, not just my employees. And yeah. I absolutely love you guys. <laughs> you know what happens, too. So many times at work, we spend more time with our our employee, our team, than our family at home. And that's why it's really important to nurture that that relationship with your employees, get to know their family, and, you know, I want them to know that we love them just as much as, you know, as hard, uh, all the hard work that they put in, we love, and we couldn't do without them. How do you not love these people? (laughs) And, you know, that's what also helps you grow, because your team stays with you. That is true. These guys got it down. These guys got it down. Well, I'm going to go in and watch you work with your people one of these days. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Thank you. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. 
Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood. 90 seconds. And smokers, award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue class. 15 seconds till the rejoin. Current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's Proud Souls BBQ. Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm starving! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? <laughs> Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Mics are hot and so are we in the kitchen at Studio Kitchen Colorado live on iHeartRadio. 630K, how our local affiliate here in Denver. And Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, Instagram, man, we're everywhere. Anywhere it's live. On the air everywhere. Continuing with Santiago's. And what a treat this has been tonight, Brian. Oh, my gosh. I told you, man. My family's had a house in the state of Jalisco since, like, 86. And this is, to me, right here. This is my heart. What, what these guys are doing every day, and they're living living my dream life right he, there. He already proclaimed at the beginning of the show he was a uh, Mexican in a white man's body. <laughs> Just so you know. Show. Yeah, that's right. We'll Which see you when you eat that hot chili, right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm eating it. <laughs> and, and I'm a white guy that everybody thinks is Mexican. Which is really a trip, and I don't, I don't take offense to it at all. Because I, like, I like to be a Latin is. lover. You know? <laughs> that's the way that it goes. Speaking of Latin too. lovers, here he goes. Tomas! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, my man. Not too uh, Suzette, you agree? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Look at that. 18 years in marriage, still going strong. Oh, it's and a, she's got a sparkle in her eye for him. I love to see that. Family affair. It's all in the kitchen. I tell you, she would <laughs> kick me to the curb if it wasn't for me cooking. 
<laughs> she already said she likes to watch you cook, my friend. That is true. I mean, I mean. Uh, have you ever? I've I've run this by a few people, but there's a thing that ladies do when you cook for them. It's like that happy dance. You ever see that? Oh, she, she, tamales, tamales. <laughs> what do you like to cook, my friend? Um, right now, I've been into tamales. I've been trying to get some, you know, a good recipe going, just so that way, you know, it, it's it's a staple that we always that we keep within our family. So. That's what I'm working on right now. Starting. Green chili is something that we've perfected, I would say. So, all right. Outside of Mexican food, what do you like to cook? Ah, uh, I, I don't. I, I don't doubt. You ain't making outside a, of Mexican. You're not making curry. You're not making curry or anything no, like no that. No curry. No you're curry. You might give pizzas? me some spaghetti, or yeah, that's about as good as it might get. Really? I mean, he sticks we, with the Mexican food. I'm. I could go on the culinary side. I'm, I could do the Italian food. I'll do the occasional pork chops and, you know, steak and here and there. Don't let him fool you. Barbecue, but. Listen, with Mexican food, you can cover so many things. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly. We were asking, okay, last food. You only get one type of food for the rest of your life. What would it be? Brian's, he was like, Mexican food, right? Hands down. And not even a question. Not even, for me, there's there's no question. Because it's so diverse. Yeah. You have, like, you can make a rieno. You can, I mean, and there's, there's like three Wait, ways to I, make a relleno. Hey, hold and on. Most people don't know <laughs> Wait, that. Hold on a second, just real quick. And I, this is Jay gonna, Parker. He's going to correct his language. Jay Parker here, real quick. Rihanna. I want to know what you were just talking about food wise <laughs> when you said relleno. Yeah, relleno. <laughs> now, okay. let me tell you this. The, 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 if you you're say gonna, it, white guy. If, say it. If, tell if, me, tell me how to correct me, Mr. <laughs> white guy over there. Sabes que yo puedo decir lo que sea que tú quieres. Uh oh. But if you're going to mispronounce it, the proper, the proper way to mispronounce it is Rileno roll. <laughs> okay? Now, everybody knows that. So it's I don't have a problem with you mispronouncing it. But when you create your own way. Hey, man, you mis- should know. How many people do I, I give them names? In my life, I have been told by more people, just don't use someone's name because I will give people names. Because you might look like someone that you're not yeah. and you don't know but, that but so. the sentiment's the same Brian and I understand too because Mexican food is very diverse right you can yeah. do so many things with it and you can you know this recipe is going to be a little bit of this recipe yep. and when green chili's on everything that helps out too yep. green chili you love green chili oh yeah I love green chili I've been cooking green chili since I was younger as well um, when I met my wife she uh, she introduced me to the restaurants and and their style of green chili, which is different from my family and the way, you know, that my family cooked it. And it was still just as great. But It's getting in the weeds, but how so? I just have to know. No, um, just a, a, a couple ingredients here and there, a couple spices here and there. But for the most part, it was still the same base, you know, it's still... Still the same good. Now, is that just different regions in Mexico? Well, no, no I'm from Denver. I was born and raised well, in Denver. I know, but <laughs> green chili, man. And, and, and green chili is a Colorado thing. Yeah, green you know? chili is so Mexican. Okay, I'll acquiesce to that, but go ahead. Wait. I will say, though, that our, both of our families um, derive from New Mexico. So a lot of our family is... He's from the opposite side of New Mexico, okay? No. So his family is from Española, Chimayo, and my family's from Las Vegas. And so it, it, you do see the difference of this side of New Mexico versus this side of New Mexico. Even when you go to New Mexico and eat, it's kind of like that. But our food is still isn't New Mexican either because if you ask them, we what is this green chili sauce? They yeah. just put green chili on everything, like just the chilies itself. We, I think Colorado has, is a staple for green chili the way we make it. Yeah. I don't think you could find Colorado green chili anywhere else. And, and I will say for all of the Mexican restaurants in Colorado that sell green chili, everyone's is just a little bit different equally good and i think that there's enough business for 
everyone. Yeah. That, that, you know, we should always support each other. So I think it's good to have those different flavors. And I think meeting him, I learned yeah. the different flavors of green we, chili. We have a Roman that we talked to, Alex Liberati, who's mm-hmm. from Italy. And he says, you know, th- there is no chicken parm. Yes. <laughs> this stuff doesn't exist on the menu. What kind of food here that, that just doesn't, we made this here. This is ours in Colorado. Uh, I, I would stay green chili and... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't see sopapillas anywhere else. I don't go very many places, New Mexico or anywhere else, where you get a sopapilla, even being that it is a New Mexican style. But so you have the honey here? No, we, we didn't we, bring no honey. We're, you doing the no sopa, honey? we're doing the sopapilla bites to show you I got a some different. sugar for you, though. Yes. So we do a sopapilla bite, and um, we just started that. It's like a um, little mini sopapillas, and you put powdered sugar oh, or cinnamon and sugar on them. Yes, yeah, so right. good. But now, so let me ask quick, because we, we got to go to break. Yeah, we yep. do have to oh, go to break. Yeah. Well, what's the question? Well, it's like Indian fry bread, and is that is a sopapilla truly like a mix of an Indian, you know, Native American, I guess? is what it's I should more, call it now. It's more of, um, of a tortilla because the masa that you make for sopapilla is the same masa you would make for a tortilla. Let me properly thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. you guys are great. All right, there they are, Santiago's Restaurant. Oh, I right love here it. on I the Modern it. Eater Show. It. Next hour, Mark Whistler coming up and Dan Witherspoon right here on the Modern Eater Show. Well, what an hour. Holy cow. I, mean, I You know, normally I need coffee. Not now. There's a lot happening in here. Holy cow. So, top of the hour, 7 o'clock, who do we have? Our dear friend, Mark Whistler. We love Mark. One of our original sponsors at The Goods. Mark, what's happening over at The Goods? Oh, man, so much is happening. I don't even know where to start. We, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. We've, we got some menu changes coming and, um, you know, a little bit of kitchen reorganization. Things are really exciting. It's an exciting You're not time. You're taking that chicken fried steak off the menu, are you? We might. Oh, be. my God. That might be, is- yeah. It's the I don't know. Of Texas, seriously. It is big, yeah. It's a it's a large. We well, we we won't take it off completely, but we might be just adapting it a little to make it even better, which will be awesome. Sure. So, any new trends you're you're trying to focus on over at the goods? Uh, we're we're gonna do just a little bit more vegan vegetarian, but we're also gonna do a little bit more neighborhood friendly with a higher kind of culinary edge. So we're really trying to focus on stuff that. Um, really is uh, is outside of the box and that you don't normally see at, at just a neighborhood foodery. You know, I'll tell you, the job that you do with the food, how you curate the ingredients, how you carefully put them together, your crew does a great job on service. I, I love going there. It, it truly, you know, when I go there and we sit out on the patio, and you, and you know, we go there a lot. I would almost say your patio is like the unofficial patio of Denver. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate Colfax. It's so amazing. And it just uh, not only is it uh, fun to people watch, but just uh, it's a great view of East High School. And, yeah, it's just uh, it's a nice patio for sure. So much happening down Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So now, uh, Mark, uh, word on the facts is that uh, you've been involved in another uh, very well-serving uh, mission. Why don't you share a little bit of that? Actually, share a lot because it. Wait till you hear about this. Well, I'm gonna do it just in a nutshell. But it's uh, it's called One Little Kindness, and it's uh, it's basically a community movement that where basically we hope to, um, over the course of the next year, put yard signs in every single yard everywhere that say One Little Kindness. With that, they um, comes little kindness cards, and those kindness cards um, simply say, "I just noticed that you did something nice for somebody else today." And I just want to let you know that I noticed, and it's just, it's just one little 
thing for people just to randomly give to other people. When you see people doing a small act of kindness, just as small as even opening a door for somebody or as great as saving the world, regardless, it doesn't matter. But what we want is we, we just want to get to a place where in our community and all of Denver's communities where people simply acknowledge when they see somebody else doing one little act of kindness for somebody else. Yeah, so we, we just, we're hoping just to, as a community neighborhood restaurant, and it's not about us, it's actually being deployed through Chun, which is uh, Capitol Hill United Neighbors, and through the city of Denver. So it has nothing to do with the goods, really. It's not um, for us. It's not about our profit. It's really, um, we're just working with the neighborhood organizations and the city of Denver to get this deployed through our communities to just try and make it all a better place. So And see the heart of this uh, guy? I well, mean, how do you not love this guy and what he does? I know we do. We really do. Mark, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Without without people like you, we wouldn't exist. Honestly, like as a as a independent restaurant and and we all every restaurant struggles. I mean, it's a tough business and without guys like you who care about the Colorado community, who care about our community, who care about, you know, restaurants and just um, us uh, uh, just having some some type of exposure and voice without you, this wouldn't be possible. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. you know, we, we enjoy it. I mean, it's truly it's it's a love affair, both sides. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. Now, this movement that you're talking about, and what is it called again? It's called One Little Kindness. One Little Kindness. Where did that start? Um, it just kind of was an idea. But... Uh, where? Whose idea? I don't know. Uh, it was your idea, wasn't it? I mean, I might have had something to do with it. But. <laughs> yeah. This guy's way too modest. He'll uh, never give himself credit. But thank you. I remember when we had, when I was down there having breakfast, in fact, having a chicken fried steak the size of Texas, we're talking about this. And uh, this guy really has an amazing heart for people. And, and the reality is you taste it through the food. When you go down there, you can taste it. You can taste the love that this guy has for industry. Yeah, this is genuine. This is how it is. Even if the cameras were off, this is pretty much how, how it would be. But, Mark, you're a great ambassador. This is for, how it is all the time, <laughs> exactly. which is why I love you guys. No, you're, you're, you know, you've been a yeah. great ambassador for the hospitality industry. You're a great ambassador for yeah. your your neighborhood, the Colfax. And, I mean, when I talk about Colfax patio or, or the unofficial Denver patio, you're right at the center of everything. Colfax, York, there, there's all the new development down there, um, all of the... I mean, there's so much happening down there. The energy, you can feel it out on the patio. And it is a great place to people watch because you know what? You're going to see it all down there. Yeah, you definitely might see some stuff that um, sometimes we raise an eyebrow. But you know what? It is what it is. It's, it's Colfax. And without that culture, without um, having kind of the gritty side to Colfax, Colfax wouldn't be so amazing. And I, we love it because it's... You know, it's not so over um, corporate or it's really it's an amazing place for independent businesses. And we love it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's definitely it, it's it's all that and more. But the heart this guy has go down the goods. Uh, what's the address of the goods? It's two five five zero East Colfax Avenue. We're directly connected to the tattered cover bookstore. There you go. Go yeah. down. Have yourself treat yourself to some great food and support a great dude. Mark Whistler. We'll be right back. Love you guys. Thank love you. you too. All right, brother. That was a good one. That was a good one, brother. That was a good one. Monthly rates and rewards on how you drive, not everyone else, which means good drivers can save a lot of money. Nobler is simply smart insurance for smart drivers. So get your quote at nobler.com. That's N-O-B-L-R.com.
Individual savings may vary. Must meet eligibility requirements to bind a policy. Doors, doors, doors. You do not have to take a guess at a home center or chance it with a subcontractor or handyman in order to get those old, ugly, drafty exterior doors replaced. And how about the... One minute before the disclaimer. One minute. Done right doors. We are the experts in full-service turnkey door replacements. Todd? Well, yeah, Dad. With hundreds and hundreds of exterior door style and color... 45 seconds. Our custom-finished interior doors, plus... Yeah, now, yeah. ...house door program, we are the ones to get the job done right. On time, on budget, no loose ends. For sure, Todd. Folks, call and check us out. Book your door project now for select install dates, and you'll enjoy a 12% savings. Kitchens, baths, counters, and floors, and even replacement windows and doors, you have our word. We'll treat you right at Dunright. 303-722-2295, or drhi.com. Denver's Talk Station, 630 KHOW. The following is a paid advertisement. The opinions, viewpoints, and promises made during the following program are not those of KHOW, its staff, management, or parent company, iHeartMedia Incorporated. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of the modern eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck. Thanks for having and Brian Freeman. Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy, right? It is Saturday Night Live in it, the Rocky Mountains. It's the second hour of the Modern Eater Show, which we love so much. And um, I got to tell you, Brian Freeman, tonight's a good night. Uh, you know what? I The crowd that we have here in the, sh- in the studio tonight is top-notch. I like I the mean, new setup, too. Don't you? Yeah, do people notice it? Do you, you know, if you're log into Facebook right now, check it out. You notice it. I notice it because you know I'm a creature. Look at of that. Habit. You're eating, eating some good Santiago's food right now. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you what they're making back here. This you got is a, you got a rag in your back oh, pocket. Oh yeah, you know I do. I you like know it. I do. Last week we had on the show, and he's a friend of ours. We love this guy. I mean, we've truly just grown into a relationship. From a sponsor, I mean, I have no idea why he sponsored this show for so long. I mean, I truly don't. But it's an instinct, maybe. Um, as we've grown in community and the things that, that we do for the community, I think it's a testament to family. And talk about family, Mark Whistler, back on the show. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I got to say right away, like, I walk in, I see the layout, I see everything happening here, and I see you guys just growing, and I see it's beautiful i have a feeling like literally within i'd say one to three years you guys are going to be picked up on a major network or some type of international platform we like Like you guys you are doing something amazing thank you and it started not just here but even all the way back in your studio i mean you guys have really you really are the most amazing culinary entrepreneurial story I think you really, um, what you're doing here is magical, and I think that in um, just a short period of time, you're really going to see just some amazing stuff happen. You know what, Mark? Proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you guys. I think that you're right. All right. You you thought a lot of things there. You said, I think you guys are wonderful, and I think you're headed for, and I think that you're right. I think he's on to something, too, but your gut, first of all, Thank you so much for being such an integral part of keeping us, the heartbeat of us alive. I mean, that's truly the way that it is. You have no idea what your contribution to this show means. Um, I mean, where do you go with that? Yeah, well, I'll jump in from a much humbler level. 
Thank you, Mark. Thank you. That is. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Greg appreciates it. Jay. Oh, beyond. Little Rich. Beyond, all beyond. of us. I mean, what, what you have been to the show and what the Goods restaurant has, like, been a staple right there at Colfax well, and Elizabeth. I got to tell you, this is what, what you guys have been to us. And, you know, this is not an easy business. And we're, we're in year um, three now. So we're about three, three years and two months. And I have to say that there's been some really really difficult times at, at some of my lowest spots where I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's so stressful. I don't know if I can keep doing this. These guys, Brian, like you guys somehow all show up and, um, I see you guys on my patio and, <laughs> but you guys are always, and you know, you always have this kind of like, you know, just keep going attitude. Well, why do I, I always I really, have to apologize? I really appreciate man. it. Why do I always have no, to? You don't. You don't I'm, at all. Yeah. I have to apologize, no. but that's what it is because that's what family does. We they they apologize for when things go sideways. Mark, last week's conversation is so loaded. So just for the folks that are tuning in now, quick conversation of just, you know, what does a restaurant tour go through? An operator, a manager of scheduling, of hiring, of keeping a kitchen. St- it's very complicated, and the frustrations are very deep right now because it is the lifeline of staying alive as a business, the people that you work with. And you, Mark, here's one thing that I've seen about you, and I'm just going to let you take it away from here. I think that you have a very difficult proposition for you personally because you make personal relationships with everyone you work with, whether it's a vendor, an employee. Anybody that's around you knows Mark Whistler because you care about them intrinsically. Sometimes that gets in the way of operations. Yeah. Take it from there. <laughs> I, you know, I, don't, I guess I'm, I'm trying to learn how to not be a nice guy. Um, in but our, do you in our want business. to? And, no, not really. I but you know, I have to tell you, like even um, as is, you know, there even, for everybody in this business, especially you know, as an owner, or even I think general managers. I mean, you have moments when you lose your cool, and um, as much as you would like for everything to be, you know, just unicorns and rainbows and roses all the time, it's not. And um, I think, if anything, you know, I I think as a as a restaurateur. And, um, I think I think the one thing that I'm really trying to find is balance, and that that balance is, you know, at what point do you say no, which is really hard for me to say, and at, at what point do you say um, this is what uh, this is what I would like, please, and um, and actually ask for you know in, in some in some type of you know relationship or even even um, with our workers or um, our staff, you know, how how do you in an era where um, I think the workforce has become very overly sensitive. You know, how do you have difficult conversations without really, without upsetting somebody? Or you know, it's it's. I just the entire Mark. The we entire laugh often. We watch YouTube clips of millennials. We 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 look at work ethic. We we look at the kitchen the way that it was. We obviously know that things aren't the same with the lack of migrant workers. Right. Yep. Yeah. Which I mean, those were heaven sent to us yeah. in a society where people. The jobs that Americans don't want to do. Yeah. What, what is that? I would shovel snow to make a few extra bucks yeah. as a kid. That yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, this entitlement kind of uh, culture, would, would you say? Well, this, I mean, I think this, it's – I just had to talk about this, so I'm, 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 I'm listening. Well, I'm, listening. I, I'm interested to hear Mark's take because he's on the, front, he's on the battle lines. And when somebody doesn't show up for their shift or they're not um, suited – 
to do a shift, Mark slides in. You have to. You're the owner-operator. Mark, what are you doing to take precautions to keep that culture with it? I mean, I don't even know how to quantify. How do you begin to build a team that is satisfied but works to a profitable standpoint for you to where you're not just acquiescing to a warm body in your kitchen? So I, definitely what we talked about last week, I think the onboarding process is, uh, is definitely a huge chunk of it. It's just finding the right people from the very get-go. Um, and then also really being able to sustain that relationship by um, also, you know, and I think the one thing that I've really um, begun to understand more and more is that ultimately everything, everything um, that happens underneath my roof is my fault and or my responsibility. And that means even perhaps there are times where, you know, I've lost good employees because I haven't provided the right amount of training or, you know, um, information or just, just overall structure that they need. And, but it's tough because there's like corporate restaurants and then there's independent restaurants and independent restaurants. Just, we just don't have like the type of money, like a corporate has to have this amazing HR. I don't even have enough money for it. I usually just appoint my bartender as the HR guy because he's got like the, <laughs> but he's on the pole. Yeah. But I, you know, I mean, I think, um, we just, I think you just kind of get naturally get better and better at it. And hopefully we'll grow to a point where eventually we will be able to afford those amazing services and add on add ons and things that are essential to a business and help it grow. And I think Brian probably knows, I'm sure Brian, I mean, you have a significant staff and I can't even imagine. I mean, you're, you're, I personally, I, every time I think about you, I look up to you and I think about you growing, um, Grow It's Organic and what you've done there and how much you've done, um, just with, you know, a model that, that I can't even imagine with the drivers and, you know, you've got your warehouse people and then, you know, visiting your offices, seeing, you know, your, it seems like you have a really tight admin staff and kind of an analyst and accounting financial staff too. And I mean, I just, um, it's so it, that is so impressive and inspirational to me. Um, but for, for me, like the only thing I can do is just ask people, well, did you like your last manager? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the extent of my like HR. But I, you know, I mean, and, and I, we, there are certain things that we can find out really quickly. You know, do you if you're going to completely um, complain and tear down the previous organization, well, you're going to do the same thing to us. And not only that, if you if you just had problems with your manager and you think the entire reason why you left your last job is because it was your manager's fault or the company's fault, chances are you're probably not recognizing anything within yourself that kind of caused a difficult situation. But what we what we're what I think your conversation last week we you know I'm I'm really interested in talking to your guest. What was her name last week? Who has Rebecca Barry? Yeah, yeah. I really am interested in talking to her. And, with that's, and we, with that's, that onboarding process and I think just cultivating that staff from the very get-go, like right now I feel very fortunate. We have an amazing staff. I mean, they Do you are, mind doing a long-form interview with Brian and myself, you and Rebecca, yeah. where we sit down yeah, here in the kitchen, we get comfortable and we talk about the – because I think we could have probably a weekly conversation yeah. about those things. Yeah, I would love But that. before we wrap this up, because I know time goes by quick and we can't get it all in here, two things. I want you to identify two things that you, Mark Whistler – want to work on as a operator of a restaurant for you and staffing issues? What are those um, two things? Yeah, definitely the onboarding process and then also um, all of the, the training and um, just having having really kind of a um, – not because I don't ever want us to be like rigidly corporate, but at the same time, I do want us to have very precise structure. 
then I, I want people to know exactly what their jobs are, you know, what they're supposed to be doing every day, and have, have a list of duties that they expect and not only um, expect to, but um, realize that there is some accountability that other people will be expecting them to complete those duties every single day. And, and I, think, I think the second thing um, is probably, you, you know, actually it just, it just comes down to labor again just constantly as an owner operator trying to find a better labor model that's it it's our number one expense it's our, our the number one group of expenses is an owner operator a prime cost and the number one expense in that group is labor and we just if any restaurant can work on that one thing you can stay in business i want to do this i want to not only do that long form breakout but uh, I also want to, Mark, uh, follow this and reach out to folks that if you want an environment to where you're working with an owner-operator that will teach you and and put you into positions to make you excel, I want you to reach out to The Goods Restaurant. I want you to reach out to Mark Whistler. I want you to just talk to him and see if that's a fit for you because I think that that's an environment that I would want to be in. If I am in the restaurant business, so Mark, do you mind if people reach out to you directly? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, because I think that there's a real learning curve that you can make with Mark Whistler. Uh, you're, you're the, you know, for sound like my grandpa. You're the bee's knees, man. You're, you're it. You're the guy that I look to um, as a spirit guide of sorts. You are somebody who actually makes a difference in our community. There's so much stuff. I can't wait. This week we're going to sit down to a one-hour breakout podcast. Me, Mark Whistler, Rebecca Berry, Brian Freeman, Greg Hollenbach, all well in the world. We're going to continue on with culinary stuff. Nice. What do you think? Okay, there he is. Dan Witherspoon coming up next, the seasoned chef. Mix, match, make, Take. Hey, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. We Thank love you, you Mark Whistler. Thank, Thank you in the goods. There Thank you. Thank you. And over to Little Rich. Yep, in the Little Rich corner on iHeartRadio. Whoa, what a, that was a segment. That was a strong segment. Holy cow. And uh, talking about and this love fest, I, I got to tell you guys who we're in love with now, Eric Casados. This guy, I, I swear to God, you cut him green chili. He bleeds green chili. <laughs> That was amazing. Hey, everyone in here, how did you like the food that Eric and his crew made? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. So you must love this game when you can taste it. You know what? I love this very much. This is our life. I've been doing this 25 years now. Holy cow. 25 years. And I want what I want people to really know about Santiago's and especially all the owners, we are so passionate about what we do. We love... I really feel that we're a community-based restaurant. So wherever there's a Santiago's, and if it's in your community, Inglewood, Lafayette, Frederick, Brighton. They're that, everywhere. It belongs to that community. <laughs> so we really reach out to the communities and really try to put our best foot forward with our food and to help our communities. I still, after 25 years, whenever we do a catering, me and my wife, we want to be out there serving the people. They're doing great. Hey, we're going to get back. Go visit Santiago's tomorrow. We'll be right back. Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. 30 seconds to your live read. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with a... 20 seconds. 
Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drink, Ten seconds. the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. But before we do that, it's time to talk bread again. And when I say again, it's because it's better the second time around. Aspen Baking Company, aspenbaking.com. They do everything you need with no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals in any of their stuff. And their stuff is the laundry list, Brian Freeman and Greg Hollenbach, hoagie rolls. Brian Freeman, what's your favorite kind of bread? I just like gluten, baby. You just I, like I love gluten, and I'm telling big you, bowl of gluten. Well, or you know, or you make that French brioche that they make there. All right. Well, that's where we're going. Is AspenBaking.com box lunches? They've got you covered. Reach out at AspenBaking.com. You don't care what my favorite bread is? No, no. <laughs> it, your favorite bread? Listen, is Elon? Aspen, what's your favorite bread? Aspen Baking Company. Favorite bread? Aspen Baking Company is very good. There, well, there you go. Uh, straight from the mouth of babes right there. Element Knife Company weighing in on Aspen Baking Company. I'm going to say their website, and we'll get back to the show. Are you ready? It's AspenBaking.com. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Justin Brunson, Culture Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, back at it, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Coming down the stretch here, and I love this. First of all, do you have a stick mic? Did I yes. Do we have a stick Send it mic? to me. Send me a stick mic. The Rich has it. i got to tell you, Elon Wenzel is here with us, Element Knife Company. And uh, Elon's one of these guys that uh, truly, probably one of the sweetest guys in the business. Hey, Elon. Hi. How are you? Yeah, he, we got to get your 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 mic Mike's operating hot. here yep. and hot. Uh, we're coming into Dan Witherspoon and uh, the seasoned chef. He's a friend of ours, yeah, uh, a, a great guy. He's put out some delicious food. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Elon Wenzel, what's up, man? Just chilling. Just chilling. Still doesn't work, Jay. No mic. No still mic doesn't work for Elon. But I would say he. Elon said he was just. He's just chilling. We're having he's a great on. time. Hello. <laughs> Give it back. Give it back. Man, that just killed, killed but, hey, my wait, whole But let's team. talk about the fact that this was our first. Get, the Elon, Elon was our first, like, here. sponsor. Get on Jay's mic. That we brought in Jay's and mic. gave Elon a spot in the show because he was just such a great community. Player. Elon, first of all, I love the beard. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. The beard's I've looking good. never had a beard before. It's pretty fun. Man, first of all, jumping into entrepreneurship is not an easy check, check. thing. Oh, going full on with... Going full on with Element Knife Company. Not an easy thing, but here it is. Element Knife Company, the best knives in the business. You're sourcing them. You're bringing them here. First of all, give me 30 seconds on Element Knife Company. So chef-owned, chef-driven, Japanese cutlery, curated, some of the best cutlery out of Japan. Selling two brands, Go Uminosuke, Yoshihiro, and Kikuichi. Kikuichi is coming to my site soon. ElementKnife.com and sourcing locally made uh, artisan products as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, like Valentich aprons and Union Stitch and Design aprons, some knife rolls and other accessories. Please, please, please support local. Holidays are coming up. A knife's great gifts. Yeah, especially Dan Witherspoon would give a knife away. I know he would. In fact, we should probably yeah. give a knife away. With Dan, and he's got a lot of books yeah, coming up. Would you mind just to be fun, 
because I'd like to just jump on that microphone over sure. there on the other side. Yeah. And we're going to catch up with Dan Witherspoon. Welcome to the show back at the Modern Eater Kitchen. Good to be back, guys. Thanks. Man, good to see you. Yeah. Bring this down. I want you to sound the best that you can. Bring that mic right close to your face. I don't know where to. What are we doing? Right there? Perfect. There you yeah, go. Yeah. And what a professional. Dan, I'll tell you, he's the kind of guy that walks into a kitchen and takes charge. I love to see it when Dan's here because he's buttoned up. Oh, he's a pro. He's definitely a pro. First of all, let's just um, say who's Dan Witherspoon. Me? Well, I'm here uh, as today uh, as a cancer survivor. That's the big part. I was diagnosed in August 2016 with multiple myeloma, and I got on a program myself during my treatment that helped me be where I am now, which is through food, which is the one thing I could control. Can't control the chemo. Can't control everything else. But you I went through all that, Dan. Went through the stem you know cell what, transplant. Dan, chemo, I don't know if bit. I'm, I'd say man enough, but person enough. Person enough to go through that kind of daunting thought that I have cancer. And you turned to food. Yeah. Well, the doctor told me, do what makes you whole. I've been cooking for 40 years, so I grabbed onto it and I said, here we go. And um, part of that process was my business partner said, well, if we're going to go the whole hog, let's write a cookbook while you're going through the therapy. And that led to Mix, Match, Make, Take. What's wrong with you, man? That's great. You're like at your, at your darkest hours, the most daunting <laughs> moments in your life, you're like, I'm going to make lemon, lemonade out of lemons, right? That's right. And that's truly what you did. So yep. Mix, Match, Make, Take. This is truly, uh, this is a coffee table book. Elin, back in the day, you'd go in, you know your folks had a, a coffee table book. I have a couple of coffee table books. You open that up. It's beautiful. You've got a lot of recipes that you can look at, but not only is that a recipe book, but that's something that you can take. Certain recipes that you've done food, uh, you, you've made dinners or whatever with throughout the week, and incorporated them with other meals that that's you right. can make as well. Right. So what do we got here? Three basic ideas. This is the make version of flat iron steak with fingerling potatoes, Brussels sprouts with bacon, a little sautéed greens underneath, and chimichurri sauce. Here's the take version to eat the next day. All the same components, but I've added some cucumbers, some cherry tomatoes, and a little balsamic vinaigrette. And you could get that packed and ready to go. So just put the vinaigrette in a separate container, everything else. And now you've cooked once, eaten twice. And you've mixed and matched a little bit, and you've made and took. Cooked once, eaten twice. Have you? There you go. Have you? That is a good a, name. Yeah. yeah, that's where we got the title from. And then this one's just a house smoked salmon. We smoke the salmon ourselves. The recipe's in there. And that's just a nice traveling salad or, or an evening salad. But again, you make a lot of food and you save the overstock. So it's ready to go for your next meal. Dan, I'm it's so not I'm, leftovers anymore. I'm guys. so embarrassed that my leftovers go left over. A lot of them, but, but this lot is of a them plan, make them to the trash. Thing, right? I know. I think it's like looking, stepping back and looking at the I week I love and it. saying it's Sunday. I'm going to plan for the rest of the week. What am I going to start? How is it going to come together? Cook once, eat twice. Elon, how does that resonate with your single life? Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right? Makes a lot of sense. Cross-utilization, figuring out what to do with those leftovers into another meal. Absolutely. I know. Chef to chef. You talk you about that. Do chefs like to cook for themselves? No. no. <laughs> you don't, do no. you? Uh-uh. But if you make one great meal and you yeah. could utilize it in other ways throughout the week. Exactly I use this right. concept for my breakfast every day. That's the one meal I make for myself. In fact, we actually podcast it once a week. 
We actually shoot me making a power breakfast that's based on this theme. It takes 12 minutes to put together. How do I find that podcast? Because I'm interested in it. That's on the Season Chef uh, website and podcast, so you can find it on Facebook. Typically do it on Facebook. I love it. And we do it once a week, either Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, depending on how life gets in your way. You know that drill. I'm or sure. what you cooked. Or what you're cooking. <laughs> so we just right. start somewhere between 9.30 and 10 and shoot it and just put it out there every week. That's great. So we touched on it, and I think it needs a little more. But the book here, you have something very special that's coming up. That's right. Thanks for asking. Can you? November 12th, we're in the middle of cancer awareness time. So on November 12th, we are going to be giving away the ebook version of Mix, Match, Make, Take on your Amazon Kindle service. Wait, what's the date today? Today's the ninth. So this is just coming up. For 24 hours, anybody, everybody can download that book for free on their ebook service. Wait, stop it. Wait, see, this is a gimme. Yeah. This is just, you're hearing this now. This is a gimme. This is for you. An right. ebook you can download. Now, I like the coffee table version. That's my deal, right? Yep, here, right? a lot of people like the written, a lot of people like the electronic. But you're going to get both. the same Yeah, but thing. let Dan say that one more time for me. What is going to happen and what's the day? The day Market. <laughs> From midnight to midnight on November 12th, everybody can download a free version, ebook style, of Mix, Match, Make, Take. That's it. And we're doing this as a way of giving back for cancer. We're looking to promote it. That's our promotion. We are also partnering with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We're doing some donation work for them. We've donated a cooking event for Make-A-Wish and really all about just bringing people's attention to cancer. This is what helped me get through. Not just the cooking part, which was critical, but the writing of the cookbook. Give me something, send me a goal on it, get my energy up, get up every morning, get after it. And where can they download it? TheSeasonChef.com? And is there any other place? There will be a landing page on The Season Chef, but you can go right to Amazon, and uh, it'll be there. So just look for Mix, Match, Make, Take, Dan Witherspoon on the Amazon Kindle download, and everybody. And the first 100 people that download the cookbook enter for a chance to win a free cooking class at our school in February where we'll be doing recipes out of the Mix, Match, Make, Take book and showing people how to implement this type of cooking into their lives. That's a gift. It's truly a gift. Thank you. You're going to stick around. We're going to talk food when you come next. Elon, you stick around, too. I love having the chefs at the table. We're at the chef's table in Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is a lovely Saturday evening in the Mile High City. Uh, You've got your dad here with you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The old man comes in from uh, Iowa every now and then. The original Freeman right there. (laughs) Arabella's here. We've got the folks from Santiago's. We have Station 26 that's going to be coming up soon. Steve back there. Steve. I knew who you were. I promise I knew who you were. Steve's here, brought us some lovely tequila. Uh, we've got Matt O'Brien, Valeria, John Urban, Gluten Free Things, and Station 26 coming up in the last segment. Last but not least, most importantly, it's the Spice Guy in the corner, in the Little Rich Corner. We're going to go to the Little Rich Corner right now, but we'll take a break right here on 630 KHOW, our iHeart affiliate here in Denver, and we'll be back in a flash from Studio Kitchen Colorado on the Modern Eater Show. What a great segment that was. Dan, your food is off the hook. Save me a plate. I Promise me you'll save me a plate, or at least a couple bites. His, his stuff's incredible. And speaking of incredible, I got Zach. The Spice Guy. Everyone knows Zach the Spice Guy. Hey, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. I don't know if incredible is the right word, but uh, we're here. This is, this is just one of the things that he makes. 
Zach, what's what's happening over 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 the Spice Guy? Well, being the season that it is, we're right heading into perfect turkey season. So all month of November, right up till Thanksgiving, you can order the perfect turkey spice blend off the website, and every single blend comes with a free pumpkin pie spice uh, as well to really season out your whole Thanksgiving Holy meal. Holy cow! So what's that website? So www.thespiceguyco.com. If you Google the Spice Guy, we're the first thing that pops up. You can go on there, get the perfect turkey, and you can get a pumpkin pie spice and everything else you need to make your Thanksgiving one to remember. I tell you, if you're trying to make your food pop, even the things that you've done for years, you want to make them pop different, talk to this guy. He does it. You did it for me with our new chip. Thank Thank you, you. brother. Thank Thank you. you. Hey, we're going to be right back for a few words. Hey, guys. Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, modern eater listener. Back from the Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At the Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams 30 seconds essentials the spice guy spices and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory mesquite oak pecan cherry apple peach maple grape and a variety of blends hit their website proudsoulsbbq.com 15 seconds barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals for the best in barbecue locally owned no we're just coming back okay. There are guys. Proud Souls. Rejoiner starts in five seconds. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Hi, this is Lori Midson. I'm a food hack, a.k.a. food writer. I was just told that I should put my line. And Your mics are hot. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Man, that's cool. Lori Midson. What else? Denver. I mean, that's a cool Denver. She is such a great gal. That, Lori. I'll tell you what. All right, here we go. Back at it. I want to do some uh, Dan Witherspoon time, right? I mean, just let him riff. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Elon Wenzel. 
here with us Hello. as well. Man, the knife guy extraordinary. Uh, Dan, do you like knives? Oh, I have my favorite at home, and it never leaves. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you be interested in looking at some other knives? We've already been exchanging emails. <laughs> yes, we have. Along with other information that we don't have to talk about. I love it. I lo- and that's what it is. It's all about community. And as we're yes. rejoined here on iHeartRadio and uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, uh, Instagram, the list goes on. Dan Witherspoon, let's do this. Your food right here in front of us looks so amazing but i want to go a step further the food you like to make what are you cooking at home what am i cooking at home besides yeah. breakfast yeah as i mentioned i make that breakfast for myself five to six days a week yeah. I take one day off and go out are you juicing are you doing like what i want to know what you're doing as a chef well i'm eating fresh food that's the bottom line so i always have some sauteed greens which is right under here every day some kind of fresh protein. Might be something that I didn't cook at the school, so I've got a little slice of salmon or something like that. Some, bre- some good breakfast sausage. I'll shop that at a good natural food store. Um, some kind of whole grain. Today, the salad has some farro on it. I really love farro. Uh, very low gluten, a nice whole grain. But I'll always add some kind of whole grain in that mix. And then fresh vegetable saute, uh, fresh protein, a couple eggs, some flavor. I'm ready to go. That carries me the whole day. So that was what I did. I got myself trained when I was diagnosed I I to get up half an hour earlier. I said, I, I can only get up a half an hour earlier. I got a busy day. Yeah. So I figured out a way to start and finish breakfast in half an hour. So, Dan, why wait till you're diagnosed with something? Because <laughs> we're all stupid. I know. <laughs> I am stupid. What do we do with that? What do we do with, well, don't wait till, till you're diagnosed. Here are a couple, three steps. Get the message from other people that have already been down that road. Don't wait. It's actually right. This is just good food. This isn't like amazing whatever. It's just really solid food. The flavors are great. The flavors are natural. The flavors are healthy. The food's fresh. It's that simple. Is it expensive? Is it hard? Is this going to take a lot of time out of my day? Elin, you're shaking your head no. No. The recipes are designed to be done in an efficient amount of time. It's, I don't like to call it meals and minutes, but it is not long, all-day cooking. You, once you, if you are comfortable, by the second time, third time you're doing these recipes, you can knock them out in 40 minutes, and you've got two meals, not just one. Well, Dan, it, let, Greg, ahead, let me jump please. in real quick, because, Dan, isn't part of what you're doing over at the Season Chef trying to show people that you can have really good food and it's easily approachable in your own kitchen, even if you aren't the oh, chef? Yeah. Today I had a hockey team, 13-year-olds. I got guys, this is how you do it. I said, it's like, it's like skating. You, if you want to play hockey, you learn how to skate. Then you learn how to skate backwards. Then you grab a stick and you start skating with a stick. And they go, yeah, that makes sense. They go, well, cooking. This is how to roast. This is how to saute. This is how to blanch. Learn these basic skills. Once you get those and you practice, <laughs> practice, then you start making the things you like. And that's when you start scoring goals. How do people tie into the Season Chef, though? Well, yeah, our website's been up question. for a long time. It's theseasonchef.com. Uh, the school's been there for 26 years. I'm actually the third owner. So it's a, been a long, lovely process, and we only do home and recreational cooks. We don't have any professional programs. Do you like it? I love it. I was born to this. Do you like teaching novices how to cook? I absolutely love it. Like I said, Jay, I was just born to it. I, yeah. I, I fell into it, and everybody goes, God, you're good. I go, what are you talking about? I'm just talking. I'm doing my thing. I'm just talking. Yeah. They go, yeah, but you're saying it in a way that makes sense to yeah. everybody. Did you have any military? <laughs> no. Because you are, like, sharp when it comes into the kitchen. No. 
I never even went to cooking school. I did an apprenticeship back in the 80s under a Belgian chef. Got me my chops, got me my strokes. He said, you want to learn from me, you pay attention, watch everything that's going on. So I worked like this. I was watching everything he did. So when it came time to teach him, I didn't have a professional cooking school vocabulary. I created my own. Yeah. And that language goes this way. I don't talk down to people. I'm talking at you. I don't care if you're 12 oh my God. or 72. I'm going to get the message across to you in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Because... Everybody should know how to cook. Yeah. So you're raising up our community and you're raising up awareness, um, especially with your fight with cancer. I mean, that's fantastic. Hyperlocal means so much to us. And I mean, you yeah. see Elam Wenzel on the show with us tonight, Element Knife Company. What can you da- do, Dan, with your influence to be able to lift up some of these other folks within our community? Is there is there a call out that you can do for folks that you're looking for? Well, we endeavor as much as we can to work with farmers markets during the time that they're up. Uh, I know there's some local produce companies, and you can really source locally if you do your shopping. Uh, and that's just a, a, the most important thing is ask your grocer questions. Talk to them. Where is it sourced from? You know, the farther it had to travel, the less it's going to pop. Is that, is that close have. to you, though? I think it's important. I think it should be stressed, but it shouldn't be obsessed. You don't want to turn it into obsession. Oh, I won't eat it because it traveled from Nevada. Right. Come on. Give me a break. Sure. But you want to, whenever the opportunity's there. And Colorado is great about the micro farms, about the locally sourced thing. You pay a couple more bucks for it. Yeah, but it's local sourced. A lot more nutrition. A lot less hassle. A lot less processing. So just to pick your brain on the air, what can you do as an influential guy like you to lift up this, like Elin, like the modern eater, like the spice guy folks that are here doing business in the community what do you see that is on the forefront to where you can use your uh, influence to be able to promote them well one of the things we do is as often as we possibly can we like to bring in local chefs so in january february when our next calendar is going live we've already signed up 12 at madison and another chef are working at one of the catering companies here in town we have worked in the past with companies like the big red f and the tag group and things like that bringing in their chefs they're the guys that are on the front lines of the food world. They have to be cutting edge because they're so competitive. They're, you know, they're, they're after your dollar. And if your food's better than your food, you're going to win. So they're always on that cutting edge. And, of course, that's what eats chefs alive. That's why I don't yeah. do it anymore. You know, yeah. it eats, it's young. But um, they come in with that fresh energy to the school. They're telling people, look, you can make this amazing food if you just understand the process, learn the techniques, and then source the ingredients. And these guys love to source local, source local ingredients because that makes them, that gives them that Hazeldell Farms look. Yeah. That, you know, they, they got Hazeldell Farms mushrooms. Doesn't that sound just better than button mushrooms? It there does. you go. Right. It does. Chef Weather, l- let me give a challenge. Okay. If you take a chef like Elon Wenzel, bring him in, do class, knife skills. Let's do mm-hmm. knife skills. We uh, do knife skills uh, every other month. Very cool. Um, we will come in and do a live streaming of that cooking class. With Elon Wenzel. Get them in there. Let's do something fun. December 3rd. December. We have knife skills. It's almost sold out. Wow. He's going to come in, give a little 15-minute seminar. Jay, we're just one step ahead of you, buddy. Yeah, December Greg, it sounds We'd like love to have you guys to come party. in, too. Yeah. December what? December 3rd. Okay, we're fully uh, behind that. That's we'll, fantastic. We'd love to have you guys come down, see what we're all about, uh, check in. 
hey, maybe I can help you with your knife skills, too. I think you probably <laughs> could. Cancer survivor, uh, chef extraordinaire, absolutely saving you money, making you great recipes, has a great book. It's uh, November 12th. November 12th is the big book giveaway, yep. And it's our way of giving back and letting you know that when you start just making fresh food, it's always a win. You're always winning, and it'll support everything else you do. Yes. So September 12th, the Kindle version on Amazon. You can go to our website. You can go to Amazon. It's free for one whole day. That's as our way of saying cancer awareness, pay attention, make your food better, make your life better. Check it out on theseasonchef.com. Giving thanks. We're going to get that word out. And cut that clip, Jay, right there. We're going to send that out. Blast it far and wide. Elon Wenzel, I love you, man, but... Right People need to know how they can get your knives and speak to you personally one-on-one. Elementknife.com. You can contact me through the website, and you can follow along on all social media. There are links from the site to those. This is how we all support yep. yeah. each other. Oh, yeah, I have I have uh, two of his knives at home. He'll sell you the knives, and I'll teach you how to use them. There if you, you go. It, Dan, yes. if you had 30 seconds uh, of more time of life, Absolutely. what would you give to it? What would I give to that? Yeah. What do you I just get this basic message out. Everybody needs to know how to cook. I always say there should be 20 cooking tools in every town. They should be full all the time because the cooking is one thing we don't learn unless our parents know how to cook. You don't learn it in school. You don't learn it anywhere else. So we love our role. We love doing what we do. And we love the, when we see the light go on in somebody's eyes and go, I got this. I can do this. I can feed myself better food. I can be a better cook at home. I'll have more confidence. I'll have more comfort. And I'm going to make myself better stuff. And it's going to support my entire lifestyle. I told the hockey kids today, I was telling you, guys, eat better, you'll win more games. I'm glad I gave you that 30 seconds, man. Dan Witherspoon, he's a friend of the show. You'll see him many more times, and we're going to follow him, especially when we bring over that live broadcast. What's the date on that? December 3rd. Is it What day does it fall on? Tuesday. Tuesday. Perfect. We can do it. All right. How do we say thank you Arigato. in Japanese? Arigato. 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 <laughs> thank you so much, Dan. Gentlemen, thanks a lot. Elon Wenzel, thank Booze you, and News up next. All the Booze News you can use. And Dion Roberts, Station 26, is coming up next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Thanks, Greg. The way I say it is gracias. Gracias. Hey, we're heading into the final approach. Runways in sight. We're putting the table seats all that stuff upright position. Who do we bring out? Our dear friend, John Irvin. John, what's, happen- what's happening with you? Well, you know, the thing is, back September 1st, I had a little bit of an accident, fell four feet into a hole and uh, out, uh, out in the oh, country and uh, broke my ankle. So... Hasn't stopped me much. I, I missed two days of work since September 1st. And uh, the funny thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, my wife wouldn't let me come to work after I got operated on, you know. But everything had to keep going. Everything. Hey, you know what? When the, when the farmer plants his seed, he can't, he can't decide not to pick it. So. I know. I know. So anyways, now we got all of our wedding cakes out and everything else. Awesome. And so uh, I'm actually getting I'm very close to walking. Good, good. Well, we're looking forward to it. When we uh, tell you what, when you get better, we're going to have John dancing here in the corner, and you oh, guys will I'll be, be seeing I'll be, it. Uh, I'll be doing my uh, dishwasher. <laughs> hey, we're going to be right back with some final words from our best sponsors. Thank you, John. Thank you, Rich. 
Growforfood.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. All right, back to the show in just a second, you guys. But before we do that, I want to talk to one of our favorite sponsors, and that is A-Plush Beverage Solutions. If you're looking for uh, tap lines, right, you, you want to put tap lines in, you want to get your uh, system flowing and doing the right things, then, then Jeff Rourke and A-Plush Beverage Solutions is what you want. That's right, 720-272-3809. That's how you get a hold of Jeff Rourke. And let me tell you, I've worked in a lot of sports bars over the years, and there's nothing more embarrassing than pouring foamy beer. So if you're pouring foamy beer, what are you doing, everybody? They're not here, so I'll just do it by myself. You're pouring your money down the drain. That's right, you're pouring your money down the drain. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. One more time, one more time. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Okay, back at it on the Modern Eater Show. All the booze news you can use. Booze in the news right here. And uh, Station 26, front and center. But I have to tell you right now about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. I was looking for uh, notes. I already did it because we came back, and so I did it. I don't need <laughs> notes, though. Can I do one real sure, quick? Sure, Jeff Rourke, A-Plus Beverage Solutions. A family man, owned and operated, 20 years in the business. Installs the best tap lines because you want the beer to taste like the brewer intended to taste. If you're pouring in efficient beers, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the, the drain. drain. Did you already do that? No, I did. you didn't. I did. You I mean, did. did. You're yeah, pouring your money down the drain by himself. Yeah, yeah it was it was the passive aggressive in me is because nobody was here doing a radio show but me. And you did it. And I did it. That's fantastic. I even said you can listen back. I said nobody's here, What's but I'll say number? it anyway. What's the phone number? Seven two zero two seven two three eight zero nine. Seven two zero two seven two thirty eight zero nine. Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. Dion Roberts, how are you? I am excellent. How are you? Oh my God, are you kidding me? I mean, I got all this beer? delicious beer in front of me. Right. So, Where know. do we start? <laughs> I know. Look at how she starts with that. Station I've got all 26. this delicious beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it could be worse, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I have four of our flagships with us today. Um, so, right over here, we got our 303 lager. Super bright, easy drinking. I mean, for the good times. Oh, so you say. Like to go. Yeah. I mean, right? you know, I mean uh, pop I mean, it open. Gotta, pop it open. Let me see if I have a bright yeah. good time yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Flip it on open. Tangerine cream. We call it our sunshine in a glass. It's essentially like an adult orange Julius. All right, um, let's see. Cream ale. 
like tangerine oh, with some that. vanilla beans. When you pop those open, pop? bring them up to your oh, yeah. microphone. There. Okay, I can I like do that. Your, uh, I can do that. And then our flagship IPA uh, has a catchy name too, Juicy Banger. Um, let's bring it right up. Oh. Up. There we Everybody go. Everybody loves go. a juicy banger. <laughs> I mean, right, why not? Here, let me pour you guys a little bit of this guy. And so, and so wait, let me ask, where did Station 26 come from? Where's the name? Station 26. Yeah. Uh, so we are located out of an old firehouse in Park Hill, so 38th in Quebec. Um, great pub atmosphere, patio, always packed. Um, really awesome place to go drink wonderful beer with, um, I mean, family-friendly, dog-friendly you know. That's your flagship right that, there. This is our flagship, it's, our Juicy Banger. And Greg, what did you think about the Juicy Banger? I'm about to little, put a little of that in my mouth right now, but wh- wh- where'd you go with it? Would you say notes of apricot, honey? <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. I would definitely do that. Yeah, the, the name is fitting. It is. Because it bangs you up in the juicy front. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I, it's probably happened before. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but, yeah, super grassy, just like a true-to-style West Coast IPA. You love beer. I do love beer. It tastes good. And you know what? It's such a good, huge part of our economy here in Colorado. And, I mean, just great, passionate people making really, like, solid product. So I appreciate it. Are that. you the brewer? I am I mean, not. Okay. I am the sales rep for Southern Colorado. So okay. Castle Rock, Colorado Springs, I am out there making sure people are not thirsty. Nice. So, yeah. And then we also have our double IPA, too. The Bang Bang makes sense, right? Um, so this is a really big beer. It's 9.2. Um, it doesn't taste like that, though. It's super lemony, um, and it's aggressively hopped. So drink it now wow i mean don't you like her explanation or her descriptive words basically you're just gonna get all looped on that beer (laughs) it doesn't drink like it means it's gonna sneak up on you it totally will brian in your uh circle that means creeper (laughs) i don't know what he it's a creeper beer i'll tell you though uh, like she said on the on the nose that is a nice that even though she's got a double IPA in there, I would tell you that most are making these double oh, IPAs yeah. too far over. It gives me the balloon ears. Oh, does you it? You know what balloon ears are? I, I don't know. Yeah, where you've had that thing in the back of your ears because you felt like you've been blown up too many balloons. Come on, I'm not the only one in the world that <laughs> knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, we got to come back to a different era. And so what, this, he's old? talking about a Guns N' Roses concert from like. Uh, what do you call it now? <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't have that bitter beer face. No. Oh, gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's super, super easy drinking. I mean, all these beers, I mean, they're they're tasty. I mean, they're, our quality is so consistent, too, um, which I think is a really big issue for a lot of microbreweries. How do you um, think you look on camera? Oh, uh, I think I'm okay. I could stand up straighter, maybe. Yeah? <laughs> well, I got it. Your, your brewers have done, though, really an excellent job because I'll tell you, folks, check out Station 26 in Park Hill. This double IPA, we've had lots of beers on the show. Sure. This is not one of those where it's like grabbing your tongue, dragging it out across like cat litter. This wow. is a good, like, this is an, a double IPA. Jay, save that clip. <laughs> it's not yeah. like dragging your tongue out across cat litter. Yeah. yeah. That was probably one of the best descriptive. I'll take that as a compliment. It was yeah. a compliment. Well, it really is. Yeah, this beer doesn't make you want to kill yourself. It's all right. I'll drink it. Thanks. <laughs> The beer's wet. Yeah, it tastes good. So, yeah. Um, I mean, 
I think that we do something really well, and we we know our market, and we we make a consistent product, and we're really true to style. And I think that in a in a world of trends, uh, Station Twenty Six really stands out. Wow, I mean, great representative. Yeah, Station Twenty Six. Thank you. Very Good much. beers. Okay. Tap rooms are very important. Yes. Very uh, neighborhood friendly. Totally. Yeah. We have rotating food trucks. um, And every time you go in there, I mean, you're going to see babies. You're going to see dogs. You're going to see, you know, friends hugging. I mean, it's just constantly packed, full of people just enjoying themselves. So if you don't like enjoying, if you don't like having a good time, Brian, and you just want want to be somewhere where nobody talks to you. Don't go to Station Definitely 26. don't go to Station 26. No. But if you want to go to Station 26, be ready for family, fun, friends, dogs. Um, that's really cool. Dion, you wear a couple of hats, right? I do. Do you mind if I talk about sure, yeah. Rocky Mountain Food Report? Let's bring it out, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. bring let's, <laughs> let's do that. Let's bring it out. So you're doing a lot of things within the community, and you love a lot of Colorado. I do. I do. Um, so I'm the editor of Rocky Mountain Food Report. So we're a food and beverage news site uh, committed to really representing the craft industries. Um, so beer is obviously a big part of, of what I write about and what I love. Um, beyond that, it's, you know, local businesses. You're hyper-local. Um, so we're representing farmers, ranchers. I mean, we want to tell the full story of the people behind the food. Um, so we are out there constantly eating and drinking, and, you know, it doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't suck. suck. And yes. where you are located, Brother Luck, Distillery 291, um, Mark. Yeah, uh, Mark the, Henry. All these guys, uh, they're running around in your circle. Yeah, solid representation. Colorado Springs doesn't always get maybe the cloud I think it really deserves. And um, I just went up to Boulder to check out Rosetta Hall last night and today, and people were kind of like, whoa, like you're all the way up here from Colorado Springs? And yeah, like, I mean, Colorado, I mean, we the Front Range is really, I think, a very cohesive place. And there's a lot of people doing great things up and down the Front Range and beyond. Um, so yeah, I, I think Colorado Springs deserves some love, and I'm happy to shout out my hometown. Um, but beyond that, yeah, there's just so much coming coming down the pipeline in Colorado, and I, I love to see passionate people doing good work. Colorado is a very active state, Brian. As oh, you yes. Know, you like to be active. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dion, you're active all the time. But um, I think we might do some collaborations on activity in uh, Colorado, the love of food, the love of uh, beverage. Uh, we're going to see a lot more of you. Yeah, I hope so. And, I mean, there's just so many, you know, great beers like this one, I mean, that you can take hiking. Uh, I teach brew house yoga, so it's another element kind of in the breweries um, where we're doing yoga for an hour, and then we're all having a beer and, you know, creating community. I'm signing up for that. Do it. Dion Roberts, there she is, Station 26, (laughs) much, much more, Rocky Mountain Food Report. Love everybody that's here tonight. Can we get a little, who's left? Can we get something? Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, all's well in the world. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Little Rich Snyder, Kenyon George, and back Don Apodaca, I think. Apodaca. We'll go with that. See you next week right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.